0: To Pass the Hot Sauce, a Roswell podcast. I'm Lorena Rose.
1: I'm Aliza Ora. And I'm Lisa Abigail. And we are coming to you this week with a mini episode. We'll be back next week with a full length
2: episode. Today we will be sorting Roswell characters into Hogwarts houses. Yay! And we're very excited about it.
1: <laughs> well, two of us are very excited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am also here.
1: <laughs>
0: Lisa is here to provide her predictions about Hogwarts Houses, having no real knowledge of Hogwarts Houses.
1: I know a little bit. So I think Hufflepuffs are nice, and they're like maybe the one that your dog would come up to and just immediately take to. Hmm. And Slytherins are supposed to be mean, but maybe they're just like super logical and they have a hard time making emotional connections, I think. Oh, yeah. And then I think Ravenclaws are really smart, and they do a lot of work behind the scenes, but they don't really get a lot of the glory because that all goes to Gryffindor, who are like show-offs, but also they kind of save the world sometimes. That is the extent of my knowledge about Hogwarts houses. Not bad. That
0: sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty
1: accurate. (laughs) Oh, okay, great.
0: (laughs) All right, so let's dive in. What do we think Max should be sorted into?
1: Is there a house for boring people? Yes.
2: <laughs> what what house do you consider to be for boring people, Elisa? Um well, no. That's not I mean, every house can have boring people in it. Every house probably does have boring people in it. This is true. Um for Max, I feel I feel pretty strongly that Max is a Gryffindor. I do as well. And the reasons are that I, uh, in the research that I did, Gryffindor is described as um, valuing courage, bravery, nerve, and chivalry. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like
0: Gryffindors are also often leaders, and he definitely takes charge of the group and wants his way to be the way that everything operates. And I think that would be a very Gryffindor character.
2: Yes. And that's mainly what I said too, that he is a pretty natural leader. And maybe and it was pretty brave, though maybe dumb, to trust Liz and tell her all of his secrets.
0: Yes. <laughs> and nobody ever said that the Gryffindors are the smartest. They kind of act from their gut and mm-hmm. take charge. And from their heart. Yes. Okay, what do we think for his sister, Isabel? Is there a sexy house? (laughs) Aliza?
2: Why don't you go first with this one, Lorena?
0: I've struggled a little bit with Isabel. I did too. And I think that she's a Slytherin.
2: See, I was thinking Slytherin for a while, and I actually settled on Gryffindor. I settled on Gryffindor because I do think she has a lot of courage and even more nerve. Um, and, I mean, I know siblings aren't always in the same house. I mean, and that, and that extends to twins. But I do feel like she's a Gryffindor. Uh, but I also could see her as a Slytherin. So, a Harry Potter, if you will.
1: This could also be possible. Maybe one of her alien powers is talking to snakes. It could be could be <laughs> okay
0: what do we think about the third in our trio of aliens michael
1: oh did you all say gryffindor was the impulsive house cuz he's in the impulsive house
2: <laughs> whichever one that is that's where michael belongs um for michael i actually said slytherin um because he is cunning and ambitious even when he shouldn't be ambitious he like he likes to just go do instead of just talk um and he'll do anything to get his way um including scaling buildings breaking to a (laughs) sheriff's office and stealing a car what did you say
0: i struggled with him because i think i'm also biased because i just love michael um but like i I see the really like kind like The little kind, the really kind part of him that's hidden, and I almost think that he's a Hufflepuff underneath. He might be trying to be something else or putting a front up of being something else, but I think that he's a Hufflepuff.
1: I can see that. I think that he's a cutie pie.
2: (laughs) That's the fifth house. Okay, great.
0: Cutie pies. (laughs) All right. Next up, we have
1: Liz. Ugh, what's the extra super duper boring house?
2: <laughs> Different from the just boring house. Yeah, super she's duper on a boring. whole
1: other level <laughs> of boring. Like the sorting hat went on her head and it was like, ugh, pass.
2: Like, how did she get in, Lorena? <laughs> what did you say?
0: um i mean maybe it's cliche but i do think that she's a ravenclaw she definitely values knowledge and having a system in place to go through things you know to go through life like she values like a systematic approach and we've talked about this a little bit in the podcast already how they talk about how she's smart but we don't really get to see her being smart but um But they do talk about that she's smart. She obviously values knowledge, even if the writers aren't letting us always see that in the show. I think that is supposed to be a core element about her. And I think that she's a Ravenclaw. Thoughts,
2: Alisa? I totally agree. And I said, I wrote Ravenclaw, and then I wrote, hear me out. Because (laughs) I figured if Lisa knew about that, you know, that Ravenclaw is supposed to be smart people, that she would be like, but wait. Uh, Because... Yeah, you're, you're right, Lorena, that, you know, they talk about her being smart. She doesn't always do things that are smart, but I feel like she's had her moments. And she does, you know, for the same reason you said, Lorena, uh, because she does value education and, and learning and seeking knowledge. And when Topolsky suggests to
1: her maybe taking life as it comes, her response is
2: no.
0: So let's move on to Maria. Where do we think Maria falls in this world?
1: Maria's in the fun house, Uh-huh. Yep. where they just party all the time, and they're sexually fluid.
2: Like that kind of sounds like Slytherin to me. Huh. <laughs> but but she's because I feel like they party all the time and are. But sexually she's not fluid. super. She's not a logical. Slytherin. So I'm just saying that what you just described makes gotcha. me think of Slytherin. But I had a hard time placing. Maria into a house that I feel I f- was thinking Hufflepuff some of the time. I was
0: thinking Hufflepuff, too. That's what I leaned the strongest into for yeah. Maria.:
2: But I, I something didn't feel totally 100 percent about it for me. But yeah, uh, Hufflepuff is definitely what I'm leaning towards. She's a good friend. She's a loyal friend, even when she was terrified of the secrets she was told. she stayed loyal and kept the secrets hmm.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my reasoning, too, that she's a strong friend, that she values the people in her life a lot. Um, so next we have Alex. We haven't seen a whole lot of Alex yet. Um, but he's been in a few episodes. Uh, where do we stand on Alex?
1: I think whichever house Alex is in, he's sitting in the common room alone, just hoping someone will come up to him and notice the book he's reading or the album he's listening to and start a conversation. Because he's just so
2: sad. Oh, poor Alex. <laughs> I feel like by that, by that definition, it sounds like, like, that sounds like Gryffindor. I could imagine him in the Gryffindor common room doing that. Yeah. Um and I kind of was thinking Gryffindor for him for a little bit, but I ended up settling on Hufflepuff because he's a loyal friend also and and um patience, I guess is valued by Hufflepuff house and he has been very patient with his friends <laughs> as they lie to him about what they're whispering about.
0: Yeah, but he's still standing by them. I definitely put him in Hufflepuff as well. He just has he has a good heart.
1: Hopefully some of those kind Hufflepuffs will come over to him and be like, I just got this new puppy. You want to play with my puppy? And yeah. then he'll have
2: a friend. Aww. Well, also, if he's in Hufflepuff, then theoretically, everyone would be loyal friends to him. Because if they're all Hufflepuffs, then they're all loyal, too.
1: Yeah. He
0: needs that. All right. Where would we put Kyle?
2: I had a really hard time with Kyle. Kyle's
1: character changes so much from the first couple episodes to later that uh, he's basically two different people.
0: Yeah, I am leaning towards Slytherin for Kyle, though. He is getting kind of calculated and... Mm mean i mean i don't want to say all slytherins are mean but that mean isn't
2: technically a characteristic of slytherin but yes no it's not those of us who read the books we we know that yeah
0: we tend to be a little biased towards that but i mean i'm trying not to base it just on that he's just starting to get very um yeah i don't know i don't know how to say what i want to say he's
1: also (laughs) not that thoughtful though like he doesn't have a good plan in the last episode we saw him that we talked about which is 285 south we saw him just get in a car and follow max and liz to texas but he clearly didn't know what he was doing he was just like i'm angry and emotional so i'm gonna do this and then he got there and was just like oh yeah uh you should come home with me i guess maybe he's a gryffindor then. through
2: (laughs) yeah is he a gryffindor so, what I have here, my notes say that Gryffindor values courage, bravery, nerve, and chivalry, and Slytherin values ambition, cunning, leadership, and resourcefulness.
1: So maybe I, he's, like, a Gryffindor who thinks he's a, or a Slytherin who thinks he's a Gryffindor? Yeah. Because, like, I he think wants to be, be chivalrous and brave, but really he's just he's kind like of cunning. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he is, though. Right. Poor Kyle. You, Kyle doesn't live up to the standards of any yeah, of the houses. Sorry.
0: Figure Kyle is not out. a wizard.
1: Maybe Kyle is a
0: muggle. Kyle's a muggle. <laughs>
2: Honestly, I, I feel like that's that makes the most sense. Oh, Poor Kyle. If any listeners want to tweet at us or email us and let us know if you can think of a better house for Kyle and can can back it up, can give us a few reasons. We would love to hear from you. We're at Roswell hot
1: sauce on social media we Roswell hot sauce at gmail.com.
0: Yes. All right. So now we've got our law enforcement, Valenti and Topolsky are our last two main characters Ooh. for today. So
1: where would we put Sheriff Valenti and his beautiful this- blue eyes? Uh, does he get to be one of the I don't know what they're called, but the grown ups who like hang around and try to shepherd the kids, and they're like, it's bedtime, kids, or like stop talking to that painting, kids. So a professor. I feel like they're professors, <laughs> but there's like, I isn't like there a person who's assigned to each house who's like that house is grown up person? Yes, and they are like, professors. They're den parents. There should okay. be den parents. There absolutely should be right? like counselors. It's and a whatever. boarding school. There should be someone in charge of this.
2: Who is watching these children all the time? Nobody. That's the problem. Oh my gosh. Uh, ghosts, maybe? Each house has okay. an assigned uh, professor who is the head of the house and an assigned ghost. I'm sorry. Don't, they like, have an assigned... I don't assign- know why. Do the
1: ghosts get paid for this? No. Is there compensation?
2: No. no, but they can't really leave the building, I think. Hashtag ghost rights. Yeah. Hermione will get right on that. Okay. <laughs>
0: yes, she will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I think she, Valenti she really would. seems like he's a Slytherin though Because he's very calculated Like he's brave of course And he is pretty ambitious But like he has a plan And he knows what he's doing And he's on top of things I don't know Y'all are the experts What do you think? Hmm
2: I think you, you could be right about that Ooh
0: Yeah I mean I'm hesitant to put him there just because he's our villain, so stereotypical, but I think that his personality yeah. does put him there.
1: Is he our villain? Or is Topolsky our villain? Or are they I both mean, our
2: villains? they're kind of both our
1: villain right it now. It kind of
2: feels like they both are right now. Yeah. But then they're also villains with each other, kind of. <sighs> they're like butting heads. So like, uh, I guess common enemies do not always bring people together. Because they have a common enemy, but I don't know. Yeah.
0: All right, and where would we put Ms. Topolsky? Which one's the house for people who are really bad
2: at their jobs? Hmm. I mean... They're all Hogwarts students. So yeah. They all have a great education. Yeah. And aren't bad at their jobs. They, well, they don't have jobs yet. missed out <laughs> on a
1: lot of the secret agent training because... Ugh, being <laughs> covert is not amongst her skill set.
2: No. But I do think compared to our other characters, because I don't know that anyone's really all that covert, um, I, I put her no, in they are all,
1: all every every adult in Roswell is terrible at their
2: job, every single one of them. Except for Milton.
1: Milton is great at his job. Yes, of course. Sorry. Pardon me. Milton is (laughs) great at his weird job that makes no sense. All right.
0: So what do we feel like for Topolsky?
2: I put her in Slytherin. I said, you know, even though it is cliche because she's a villain and all, I thought that she is ambitious. You know, she gets in trouble and she's like, I will do better. I, you know.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I'll put her in Slytherin. I'll go with it.
2: And she's cunning and she's resourceful using, you know, the knowledge she's she's accruing about these students.
1: Now she should not be a den parent because she should not be left alone with any of these children based on her extremely no, inappropriate not. behavior with Alex and others also.
2: Yes. Yeah, keep her away hey, from the kids. She shouldn't be a teacher. No. She shouldn't be with kids. She should yeah. be
1: like the creepy groundskeeper who lives somewhere off campus. Somewhere far away. Oh. Yeah. Not like Hagrid. He
2: seems nice. Yeah. Not the gamekeeper, the groundskeeper like Argus Filch.
1: Yes. <laughs> yep, that's what I was thinking of. Because I know <laughs> the Harry Potter characters and that's one of them.
2: That's Right. <laughs>
0: Do we want a bonus? Where where would we put Milton, the UFO museum and research center owner and operator? Milton's
2: a Hufflepuff. Yes, I feel like he's a straight up
0: Hufflepuff. <laughs> definitely, he's so nice. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's just like a smiley, helpful dude. Yeah,
0: definitely a puff.
2: And like like Lisa's description at the beginning of this, which I thought was great. <laughs> I feel like dogs would just run right up to him and and know he's a he's a trustful person yes <laughs> trustworthy Aww. person
0: that he gives good yep. belly
2: rubs <laughs> i bet he does so one thing that i learned about hogwarts houses if i can share yes of course that i thought was interesting or two things is that um so originally the founders so they're named after the founders of the school the four founders and they handpicked students to be in their houses But um, as they got older and they were worried about how students would be sorted after they were gone, Godric Gryffindor, the story has it, took off his hat and they all added their knowledge to the hat so that this sorting hat could adequately place students in the proper houses Mm. um, with all of their knowledge of the Mm. characteristics of each of the houses.
0: And what each professor valued.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And another thing that I found was interesting that I didn't know is that according to J.K. Rowling, each of the houses corresponds to an element. So Gryffindor is fire, Hufflepuff is earth, Ravenclaw is air, and Slytherin is water.
0: I could see that, and I
2: haven't really had time to process that, but uh, I found it interesting.
0: Yeah, that is more. It adds another layer of things to think about. Thank you for joining us tonight for this mini-sode where we sorted everybody into Hogwarts houses.
2: Join us again in two weeks for our next mini-sode when we will be discussing the 1994 TV movie called Roswell.
0: You can find this movie on YouTube. We will post a link in our show notes. Uh, We, however, do not take any responsibility for any copyright infringement that may be happening on YouTube with having this movie on there, but that's how we're going to watch the movie. And if you want to watch it with us, we'll let you know
1: how. And join us next Tuesday for our discussion of Roswell Season 1, Episode 7, River Dog. And please, if you are enjoying this podcast, subscribe to us and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps other people find the podcast.
2: You can find us online at roswellhotsauce.com and on Twitter and Instagram at roswellhotsauce.
0: And you can always shoot us an email and let us know how we're doing at roswellhotsauce at gmail.com.
1: Until next time, never tickle a sleeping dragon. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's good advice. Yep. I mean, I would say just don't tickle a dragon, period. Is it going to be any less pissed at you if it's awake?